1: Welcome back everyone for another episode of the Believe in Bingo podcast, Adam Pacman-Jones, I'm Solomon Wilcox. First of all, Adam, look like you're hanging out on the beach, bruh. Is it vacation time for you? What's up?
0: Uh, You know, it was work time for the boys, but I, I got a chance to, you know, enjoy the festivities, you know, get away from everything,
1: clear my head and let
0: let, let the younger kids enjoy the beach and stuff. So, yeah, I'm on vacation, baby.
1: Yeah, man. Look, you got everything going. I know you You spend a lot of time working with kids, you're training kids, and you're running them around, um, enjoying the, their career path to professional sports, hopefully. Um, you spend a lot of time, man. Hey, listen, you're doing a lot of media work these
0: days, and
1: you're preparing for a fight, too, dude. When, when do you get a chance to just let your hair down and hang out. Is this one of those times?
0: Well, Sally, you know, I don't took up, I had a chance to hang out and do all of that shit the last few years. I'm taking your approach. Staying beating is a good thing Um, and enjoying this ride while I can, getting better and better every week. You know what I mean? So, but I'm excited. Can't wait for the rematch with the fight. Uh, The date is probably going to be mid-August, late-August. We crossing the T's and dying the I's on that, but It's been good, man. Everything's been good.
1: But of course, we're going to keep all Cincinnati Bengals fans up to date on what you're doing inside the ring. your training, who you're going to be fighting. We'll we'll, uh, get them up to date on that as you get closer to the fight. But today, in this episode, we wanted to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. As you recall, they went from worst to first one year ago. Now every team seemed to think that they could do it. But what I wanted to do is try to put into context why it was doable, and while it's not easily done. First of all, I think the Cincinnati Bengals arguably have the best roster in the AFC North Division. So it was no shock that they were able to do what they did one year ago, come one play away from winning a Super Bowl. So that's what we wanted to talk about today. The Cincinnati Bengals overall, just their roster, the one that Duke Tobin has built. He's the NFL Executive uh, of the Year award winner and so we want to talk about that. Now, I just want to first get started by saying this and asking your question. Are you surprised when I throw that out as a topic, Cincinnati Bengals and why they have the best roster in the AFC North?
0: No, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Man, you have talked about this the last two years. What Duke Tobin have done is been the general manager, putting a lot of talent and a lot of guys that's made a lot of big plays in college And um, that's not afraid of the spotlight to be a part of the Cincinnati Bengals. So, me personally, I'm definitely not surprised because of the moves that we've made. Um, It it speaks for itself.
1: Yeah, and you think about it, let's start with the quarterback position. Because prior to, say, last year, before the start of the 2021 season, almost every single year, um, even when the Bengals had Carson Palmer, I had to give the Steelers the nod. They had Big Ben Roethlisberger. He was the best quarterback in the division, so there's no surprise why the Steelers have had this long run of success because he spent 18 years there. Well, guess what? The Bengals now have that player. Joe Burrow is what uh, Ben Roethlisberger was to the Steelers. He is that and maybe more, right, to the Cincinnati Bengals. And in just two short years, he's turned the organization around, took them from worst to first, and he led the league last year in a number of different um, categories by PFF uh, standards, so why is uh, is Joe Burrow the best quarterback in the AFC North?
0: Anytime you can get sacked a hundred thousand times <laughs> and put up the numbers that Joe our boy Joe put up, um, it speaks for itself. Um, he has, yes, he do have um, the pieces to the puzzle, but Joe's a winner. He, he, he shows it in weekend. And week out, you know, he never think about the last play. And, and he's by far the best quarterback in the division. You know what I mean? We're talking about the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think that would – I can't speak for Joe, but I think that what him and his team is thinking about. How do we be the best in the NFL? We got our boy Patty Mahomes. We got our boy uh, 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 Brady, who's almost out the door. We, we got uh, Big Josh in Buffalo. And if you compare yourself to those type of guys, and, and you look at it, and you say, hey, look, none of these guys have been sacked 100,000 times and put up the numbers <laughs> that I've put up. Yeah, I think,
1: as I, I think you bring up a good point. Joe Burrow uh, led the league with 51 sacks just one year ago during the regular season. But he also led the league in completion percentage. He's the only quarterback last year that completed 70% of his passes. He was PFF's number one uh, highest graded quarterback overall, but he was also the number one highest graded quarterback when pressured. So while under pressure, this guy still performed at a high level. I think the number of sacks and still his production, I think, speaks to that. He had the highest yards per pass attempt and also the highest quarterback rating of any quarterback during the regular season, despite being sacked more than anyone else. Typically, someone sacked that much, you're not going to see them putting up these big numbers in these other categories. So I think we can unanimously say, and even the PFF database agrees with this: Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the AFC North. Let's move to the running back position, because I know you high on Joe Mixon. Um, this is a guy that has five years with the Bengals. He's put up over 4,500 rushing yards, a combined total of, of 40. Touchdowns, rushing and receiving. So, but I listen. Nick Chubb is out there now. Nick Chubb's a bad dude. I, got you know, he's from, uh you know, he played in your home state of Georgia. So, I, where do you come down on this one? I see you moving around a little bit. So, where do you come down on this one? Who, who do you side with as the best running back in the AFC North? All
0: right, my heart goes with Joe Mixon, but the stuff Nick Chubb. Uh, it, Come on, man. Over the last four years, he had 4,800-plus rushing yards, um, 36 touchdowns, averaging 5.3 a carry. It's, it's hard for me to go with Joe Mixon right here and be honest. So I got to be honest and say that Nick Chubb, I would say, uh, is probably the better running back. But Joe is right there um, on his tail. How
1: about this? Nick Chubb One less season, right? more rushing yards yeah four years than joe has in five and here is that number
0: but hold on, hold on Sally, you got to put the line factor in there too
1: we're gonna get to that i did this without no help no line. i agree and we're gonna get to the offensive line here in a minute and that's i i totally agree and that's why it's hard for me now this is hard because joe mixon i think is the better all-around running back Joe, Joe Mixon by far is a better receiver out of the backfield than Nick Chubb. Of course. Nick Chubb's got, when it comes to the rushing, just a pure toter of the rock. The dude is bad. And I remember when they drafted him in 2018, I said, a lot of people don't know who Nick Chubb is, but they going to know who he is. Because he, I mean, he can't be tackled. The dude makes more people miss. Even if you don't block them all, he's still getting to the second and third level. He has more explosive runs. Big time runs than Joe Mixon does in his career. And over the course of his career, 5.6 yards per touch, rushing and receiving. Joe Mixon, 4.6 per touch. Now, 4.6 per touch is that's phenomenal. Phenomenal. But, five, but 5.6 per touch, dude. That's 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 like Barry Sanders type numbers. Yeah, let's keep it real now. So I'm gonna give Nick Chubb the edge, but I still Listen, the bank, dude, Joe Mixon has gotten this done without having an offensive line over the course of his
0: career. I'm talking about with guys that we're just throwing in the play. Um <laughs> Guys that um, um, our, our, our money man, Joe, have got hit sacked a hundred times. So a lot of that have a lot to do in play, you know what I mean, right. as far as the right. offensive line. Um, is Joe Mixon a better back right now than Nick Chubb? Yes, he is. Does the numbers speak for it? No, it don't. Um, and the only reason, only reason it's like that, I think, is because the production of the line that uh, the Bengals have had in the last three, four years um, have not been nowhere near the production of the line that um, Cleveland Browns have had in the last four years.
1: And then I'll add this, and this is why, okay, I'm going to give Mixon the nudge here. I just think Joe Mixon's the better all-around running back. Of course. I mean, running and catching the rock. He's better than Nick Chubb when it comes to catching the ball out of backfield, combination running and catching. I think he's better than Najee Harris, both running and catching. And I'm giving Najee all the props. When he did his rookie year behind a bad Steelers offensive line, 1,200 yards rushing, he had 10 total touchdowns rushing and receiving. So now that's a crowded group. I, I think it's closer in that position in the AFC North than it is all a lot of other positions. But I'm going to give Joe Mixon uh, the nod. You're giving him the nod because I think he's the better all-around back. Let's talk about wide receivers. I'll let you take it from here.
0: Well, the... – <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Cincinnati Bengals, we got Chase, T. Yeggs, and T. Boyd. To me, they are by far the number one ranked NFL group now I know they was ranked number two in PFF top top 10 but if you go look at them and just put everything together because we had a lot of times where we go back to the offensive line where Joe just didn't have enough time this year shit is gonna be different because we done made it rain on the Mm offseason so I'm expecting these guys to be the number one um offensive group as far as wide receivers in the NFL and it shouldn't be no comparison
1: you know, think about this. And I think everyone has seen the tape by now, the all 22. when you get all 22 players on the screen where you could see the final play of the game where Aaron Donald sacks Joe Burrow. Um, Jamar Chase has got the one of the best quarterbacks in the league beat. Jalen Ramsey is beat. And Joe Mixon ain't gonna miss him for a game-winning touchdown. That's the one play. When you hear people talk about the Bengals one play away from winning the Super Bowl, it's he not meant Joe Burrow wasn't
0: gonna miss him. Yeah, Joe, that's yeah. right.
1: Joe Burrow was not gonna miss him down the field. So yeah. therefore, um, you know, that this wide receiving crew, they're game changers. It ain't even close, is it Solly? You think it it's close? not it's, for one, they're the best. I think they're the best I- wide receivers on a team in the entire league.
0: I think I- we could combine all three of these teams and take their top three receivers, and we'll still be better than them as far that's as I'm exactly a wide right.
1: Exactly right. PFF has T Higgins and Jamar Chase. They were both ranking the top 10 of all receivers in 2021 in terms of what they were able to do. They put up huge numbers. So their total grade, they had more um, explosive plays of 15 yards or more as a duo than any other two uh, tandem of receivers on any other team around the national football league. So uh, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, by far, the best wide-receiving group in the AFC North. How about the tight end position? Because we exchanged C.J. Uzama for Hayden Hurst, a former first-round pick himself by the Baltimore Ravens. I like C.J. Uzama. I think Hayden Hurst is an upgrade. But I think the Ravens' Mark Andrews has proven he's an all-pro tight end, okay? I think he's proven uh, that he's the best right now. But by the time the season is over, I wouldn't be shocked if Hayden Hurst is equal with him.
0: I oh, don't know. That's a hard one because I, 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 have Mark as probably in my top five as far, as far as tight ends right now. Yeah. Um, and CJ, CJ was was an unbelievable player for us this year. He played with a lot of heart. I had a chance to play with CJ. Um, he's not the most uh, athletic tight end, but he maximized his ability yeah. to the fullest of what he got. So um, I'm always a, a fan of CJ, but. I, I I I don't know if High is nowhere near as good as Mark. Um, that's a hard one right there for me, Solid. I really think I really think Mark is 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 top five, maybe top four tight ends. Um, I I it, it's it's it, it's it's that one there. I don't know if it's gonna be close, but I know this. Um, High will have a lot of one on ones. Um, I don't know if he had it like that in, in Atlanta. Hayden Hurst. Is I Hayden mean, Hurst. Hayden will have a, a lot of one-on-ones as far as the tight end position. And um, from what they've done so far, I think the coaches have done a good job of getting them in one-on-one position where they have yeah. to double the other guys. So um, I think he have a big year, though.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt Hayden Hurst is going to have an opportunity to have a breakout season playing with yeah. this trio of receivers in the same huddle with Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow. Uh, it, it doesn't get any better than this where nah, end no. first, the Bengals tied in but we're going to give Mark Andrews the nod there he's an all pro he's earned it he deserves it okay let's go to the offensive line the Bengals have added three new starters up front on their offensive line um, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins so if by the end of this hey, year hey, hey. yeah by the end of this year we could be saying Bengals have the best offensive line but after giving up over 70 sacks one year ago in the regular season and postseason. I, and look, we got to see more. But I trust in Frank Pollock that he's going to have these guys ready to play. But the Cleveland Browns, you know, they've got four of their five starters on the offensive line. Do you know four of the five have made pro bowls and have been declared Pro all pro players? Hold on. Say that again, Sally. How many out of the five? Four, four of the five. Other than the center. Remember, the center is – is a new center playing, um, okay? So the two guards and their two tackles, four of the five, have made either all pro or have gone to Pro Bow's in their career. So That's All our um,
0: listeners on here, mm-hmm. this stuff that me and Solomon are telling y'all, it all is coming together. The reason why we were saying about the numbers between the running back position, between Nick Chubb. And Joe, you know what I mean. That's that's that that is one of the reason why. You know what I mean. The reason why they're getting rid of the quarterback right now is because they got four of the five guys that's blocking for him saying he got all freaking day to make things happen (laughs) and he's not making it happen. Do y'all hear, listeners? Okay, Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, Baker Mayfield couldn't make that work. Right. Hey, Nick Chubb made it work behind that offensive line. Come on now. But Baker Mayfield couldn't make it work, so they said, we need to go get a new quarterback who can take advantage of all this talent we have on the offensive line in Cleveland. Yes. I think you just brought up one heck of a point. You just answered a very big question that's sort of dangling out there. That's why the Browns went to make a move at the quarterback position. So, look, I I think the proof is in the pudding. We got to give the Browns the nod. Bill Callahan, a great offensive line coach. His son, by the way, is the Bengals' offensive coordinator, okay, Bill Callahan's uh, son. So we we feel good about Coach Callahan and what he's done with the Cleveland Browns' offensive line. We right there, though, Frank Pollock is going to have our group play to that level in 2022. Just think about all the talent we have on the perimeter now that we've gotten things improved on the offensive line. But right now, Cleveland has the knock. How about defensive line? Our defensive line is D.J. Reader, B.J. Hill, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hedrickson, and then we have the rookie Zach Carter and last year's um, rookie player who was injured, who I think in his second year, Joseph Osai, okay, as a defensive end, he's also factors in the rotation. This is a group that took a huge quantum leap one year ago. But So what do you think? Do, do the Bengals, can we compete now as the best defensive line in the division?
0: Okay, Miles Gary he, He's a he's a man amongst boys. When we talk about this, Clowney is okay. You know, to me, this is this is my opinion. He's not what everybody thought he would be or what he should be. Who is um, that, Clowney?
1: Okay, yeah, Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, yeah,
0: you right. Clowney, yep. Yep. you know I me. Mean? Every we expected more uh, when this kid got drafted. All of this and this and that. He's your first um, overall pick. But so I good. will say this. This is why I'm giving it to the Bengals. Because ain't no I in fucking team. And one thing I can tell you about them guys that we got up front, they're unselfish. They play together. They do the little things so another guy can be successful. Not all about just me. So as a group, I think the Cincinnati Bengals, they're young. They're, and we can use a couple more rushers. But as a group, I think we're better than the Browns. Now they might be better as, as, you know what I mean, stats say per person. Yeah. But when it get down to the game, I think these guys play really good together, setting stunts and making guys play unselfish. That's why Cincinnati Bengals are a better group than the Browns to me.
1: Someone is going to probably say we're biased because, you know, I got the Bengals helmet behind me. You know, I played for the Bengals. You played for the Bengals. But no, this we're spitting facts right now because even if you take, say, the Pittsburgh Steelers, everybody knows that, Uh, cam hayward is a bad dude on their defensive line but did you know the pittsburgh steelers gave up more rushing yards than any other team in the nfl last year they they were getting creased in the run game getting creased and tj watt is not a defensive lineman he's an outside linebacker so when we, we talk about just the best defensive line in in the division you're right it's the Bengals. miles garrett may be the best Defensive end as an edge rusher, I'm going to give you credit for that. But you're right, Jadavion Clowney. He's not as good as Trey Hendricks, and as an edge rusher, he's not as good as Sam Hubbard as an edge rusher. I think collectively, BJ Hill. Remember the big interception he had in the AFC yeah. Championship game. You, you, him along with DJ Reader. We have a better interior defensive line than the Cleveland Browns. We're better collectively. On our entire defensive line than the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. So this isn't hyperbole. I'll put the Bengals defensive line and the rotation of defensive linemen, both interior um defensive linemen and edge rushers, the whole group uh, up against any other defensive line within the AFC North Division.
0: I totally agree, Sally. I totally agree.
1: Okay. All right, let's talk about the linebackers. This is where maybe TJ Watt would give. The Steelers, the edge, because he the Steelers did sign Miles Jack, who I'm a big fan of. So him, along with T.J. Watt, with the Steelers' linebacking crew, that's formidable. Um, I don't think the Cleveland Browns uh, really have the linebacking crew that the Bengals bring to the table with Jermaine Pratt and Luke Wilson. Who Luke Wilson is Wilson, underrated. baby. Luke Luke Wilson underrated. That dude yeah. they plays in the Super Bowl. They flagged him. The guy was bottom. He had a great season last year. He missed a few games due to injury, but Jermaine Pratt had the big time interception in the playoff game against Derek Carr and the Raiders slammed the door shut on him. Um, Luke Wilson is one of the best cover linebackers in the NFL. And that's why Pratt and Luke Wilson, they are today's modern day linebackers who can play against the run and equally good against the pass.
0: I totally agree with you. Um, yes, Steelers do have TJ Watts. Um, in that kind of defense, you never see, see uh TJ guard nobody, Harlan. Maybe, Maybe one yeah. every yeah. blue moon. Um so he's, he's a he's basically, the quarterback, bro. Basically <laughs> the end. Um this category is not close. The Bengals by far have the the with with Prey and uh, Wilson, uh, those two together. Uh, like I said they're unselfish they're very smart mm-hmm. as you can see mm-hmm. um, by far the Bengals have, have the linebacker spot
1: yeah Lou Anaromo does a really good job of using Pratt and Luke Wilson in the passing game where they match up really well they cover the intermediate route in terms of pattern reading very smart guys I think they're very underrated I think they're one of the reasons why the Bengals Uh, Went to a Super Bowl one year ago. If you go look at a lot of the big plays when they were being made in the passing game defensively, getting interceptions, getting stops, defending against tight ends and running backs, checking out of the backfield. These guys made so many plays, but their names were seldom mentioned during the highlight reel. So if you're watching the highlight reel, okay, you may not see it. But if you're watching game tape like Adam Pacman, Jones, and Solomon Wilcox, you'll see Jermaine Pratt and Luke Wilson showing up on the regular. And learn, let's go. Learn. let's go to the back end, man, and the secondary. This one's got <laughs> – this is going to get interesting. It's where you and I played, so our hearts go out to guys on the back end. I'm going to ask you first, who's got the best secondary in the AFC
0: North? All right, let's break it down. Uh Baltimore have Marcus Peterson. Um uh, Peterson is up. Unbelievable guy. Really it's really is place still where it used to be? Ah, I don't know. He do a lot of guessing now.
1: Oh yeah, he he gonna he gonna give you a few. He gonna give you a few. But few. He gonna get a few too. Now he gonna and get a got,
0: few. And you gotta realize he's the lead leader of that group. So he that's watching film with the group. He's the guy that's telling the safety, "Hey, look, I might jump this one." at baller, baller. Group leader. Um, when you guess and not studying sometimes, yeah, yeah, it can hurt you.
1: He's a guesser, man, but he whoo, he guessed right a lot.
0: But, yeah, he, 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 but he
1: still he, guessed wrong, too. He guessed wrong a lot,
0: too. This year, I think uh, uh, the Bengals had a field day as far as him guessing, but that's all another conversation. Yeah. They are one of the top groups. But I really think as a group with, with Jesse um, and Von Bell and Hill, it, are, it is a concern, and we already know what the goddamn concern is. Is Eli Apple. Ooh, tell it. Now, if you can put anybody in there that can do a halfway better job than Eli Apple did, we're by far the number one group.
1: Yeah, man. Look, Chidobe Woozy, he was a great signing for the Bengals
0: one year. Right, right? yes.
1: And he balled out in, in, in the Super Bowl. Mike Hilton? That was a hell of a signing by the Bengals in free agency. Great signing. Those two guys turned around our entire secondary because Von Bell and Jesse Bates was already putting in work. Bates is one of the great interceptors at the second level of a defense you are ever going yeah, to find. He got a nose for the ball. He got hands. Look, yes. the dude can catch the ball like a receiver. He got great hands. So. Bengals pay that dude, man, to stop messing around. <laughs> That's, like, you don't find players like Jesse Bates uh, around the league. Like, you're lucky. Every secondary is lucky to have a guy who's got sure hands, who's going to get one or two picks. The way he started off the Titans game in the championship, interception. The way he closed out the second half of the Super Bowl, interception. Yeah. I mean, these are big time plays, man, that most DBs can't make. They might knock it down but to take it away from the receiver like yo man this is my ball that's Jesse Bates get him signed because you're right at the safety position he and Von Bale and yes. you throw in Dax Hill
0: yeah the youngin
1: we got it we got it. now the cornerback stuff I like chadobia Woozy. we know Mike Hilton is a nickel corner and then we got Cam Taylor-Britt second round pick out of Nebraska he's got to help us out because that's give us a six-man rotation that right. I know Lou Anaroma wants to play with but they're going to start Eli Apple, man. And I go back. I put the tape on on that last drop, uh in the Super Bowl. Dude, it's all Eli Apple. They looked though. Dude, Matthew Stafford looks over there. And they going to throw it right to his number one guy. You know, Cooper. And, Black,
0: and I, I, I kind of, I, I really think that he should have been doubled, though. Of course. Um, right, After, he- after, after uh, Odell get hurt, yep. them last two drives, you tell... The safety, we're doubling, we're, we're doubling cup. Cup is not going to beat us. Whatever we do, don't let him catch the ball. Let's see how it goes. If, we, if the, we get beat by everybody else, that's cool. So I really think um, we dropped the ball. If I can say anything as far as coaching-wise, we drop the ball right there because there's no way in the hell that you don't double him.
1: No, there's no way in the world you leave Eli Apple on him single. That's well, they, they're
0: not rotating, though, Solomon. He only playing on the left side. It's, like, it's not like they had somebody traveling with him. You get what I'm saying? So, kudos to uh, the Rams coach. Hey, he always on the left. Let's over here. Let's go So here.
1: My point is this, though. My point is this. Because let's take Cooper Cup out of the equation. Yeah. Anybody playing the Bengals this year. You Listen, man, you talk to players. I talk to players. I talk to coaches. You know what the word is at the barbershop? Eli Apple.
0: Uh, that's what it is.
1: You can go at Eli Apple. That's the talk around the NFL. And around and, town. Around town and the NFL. It, that's, that's DB's talk. What do you think wide receivers are saying in their room?
0: Yeah, All so right. the biggest talk is Eli Apple and uh 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 what's the kid from Washington?
1: At what position?
0: Who used to play with uh, the Bengals? Uh uh Damn, you know uh,
1: Washington. No,
0: he played with Washington. Uh He, he played here, corner with, with us. Oh, uh, Will
1: Will Jack. <laughs> yeah, Will you know, Jack.
0: Them, them two got the lowest PF grades. Well, actually, Will Jackson is lower than Eli Apple. If that's you look, right. that that's number. right. Will okay. Jackson is the worst cornerback in the league of that's 2021 right. last year. But, yeah, that was cause hey, man, you got Will Jack this week. You got Eli that's, Apple. That's, that's hey, real. Stay long. on Eli Alpha. Stay on Will Jack. He undisciplined. All he can do is run on the go ball.
1: And you and I want the best for Eli Alpha.
0: Oh, yeah, because we, we're a big man at the end of the day.
1: But we're team guys. We we yeah. want the team to do well. And, and, and here's how it is. We know that there's two positions in the NFL that get you beat faster than any other. Quarterback? And cornerback. And, and cornerback. Okay. Them two you can't hide. That's right. You can't hide them, man. You can't hide them. So that's the thing. All right. Look, we got to get going. And uh we're running out of time here on today's show. It's been great. He is Adam Pac-Man Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox. This has been another stellar edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast. Adam, we'll catch you next week. Everyone, yeah, thank better. you for joining